And hello, everyone, and welcome to another jam-packed episode of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, but I am not conservative. You're not? No, oh. but he is my favorite conservative. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we have a lot of big stories that's broken this past week. I okay. mean, a lot. All right. None bigger. Okay. Than, now, wait for it. I am waiting. Go. Mike Pence has dropped out the presidential race moment of silence yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a shocker I, I think the question is why did you get in in the first place so well if the rumors are to be believed well i think there's two parts to this one if you've already been the governor of a state you've already been the vp sort of the next level is president i mean there's oh. sort of that's the next logical yeah. step even though there is no path i think that's well, that's true um, but the more cynical pundits will say that he was doing this just so he can get on the board of a major corporation. And that might be true. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. Could be. Okay. All right. Um, surely we have other news. We do. All right. So I know we, we were hoping by the time we went live that we would have a new speaker of the House of Representatives. And we do. Who is it, Edward? Well, it's the world famous Mike Johnson. Who? Mike Johnson. Out of uh, who? Louisiana. <laughs> I still don't know who it is. Actually, he's a Stephen Colbert lookalike. Oh, really? Yeah. So that'll be. Oh, God. I wish we could put them up side by side, yeah, but yeah, we're not that sophisticated yet. <laughs> but okay. uh, yeah, he is a representative from Louisiana. Okay. Uh, he is a conservative. He's been in the house since 2016. So he's not a not a lifer by any means. Okay. Is, you know what? Younger guy? Uh, yeah, gosh, I don't actually have his age. I think he's in his forties. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, it's nice to not have, you know, the next senior person in line kind of thing. So, you know, it's good to see. All right. So I did look him up, uh, because I had never heard of this guy before mm -hmm. ever. And what struck me is that he is in a covenant marriage. What do tell? Yes. So I had to look that up. I don't know what that is. What the hell is that? Um, so a covenant marriage is, it's a very legal, distinct kind of marriage. It's only in three states that recognize a covenant marriage, Arizona, which honestly surprises me, Arkansas, Louisiana. And it's when the marrying spouses agree to obtain premarital counseling, and they have to go through certain steps before they can even seek a divorce. So for example, the least strict of these steps is they have to live apart from each other for two years before they can move forward with a divorce. I did not know that. Yes. Wow. And Louisiana, where Mike Johnson is from, was actually the first state to pass the covenant, covenant marriage in 1997. And then Arkansas and Arizona, for whatever reason, followed suit. Um, it's very interesting, though, since its inception, very few couples in those states have married under this law, but uh, apparently he and his wife did. And that leads us to the next complaint about him. Well, yeah, see that he's too religious. You know, I, I want the same people that are calling him too religious to say the same thing to Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, anybody that is not Christian, please tell them that they are too religious and see where that gets you, right? You yeah, know? that's a fair point. It, it's interesting. He does have four children. Uh, they they have four children, he and his wife, uh, three biologicals, and the first biological Biologicals, yes. <laughs> did you just turn biological from an adjective to a noun? Yeah. Is, is that what I did? Yes, you okay. did. Okay. 
hence the nerd next to me. The yeah, I, I am an English nerd. I, I, but I own it. actually, uh, <laughs> his his oldest child, if you will, who he raised, who they raised uh, when he was from a teenager up, uh, is a young black man of which uh, Saturday Night Live last night actually made fun of him on the cold opening. Uh, they were making fun of Joe Biden, shockingly, but brought in a uh, Mike Johnson character and then brought in his adult black son, of course, with all these innuendos and whatnot. Because wait, obviously... Wait, you watched us now without me? I watched a cold open because I, ah, saw, and I saw Mike Johnson. Okay. So I was we doing need, a little research. For okay, you. we need to go back and watch it. Okay. We did. Yeah, it was just last night. But uh, yeah, they, you know, they, they're trying to throw up all these questions about why he, you know, raised a black son and whatnot. So... Uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah. You can okay. never please. All right. Well, what is Mr. Representative, mm -hmm. sorry, Johnson's uh, agenda for the House? Well, it, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about him. I'll be honest with you. I'd, I'd seen him on a few Sunday shows and interviews, things like that. But, um, you know, people that I listen to uh, that are conservatives seem to have a positive image of him, which is good. And okay. the budget or, or the, the uh, agenda that he's laid out so far uh, looks good. Um, you know, talking about the budget, first thing is we do not want to do a, a new CR, a continuing resolution. For people who may not know what that means, what is a continuing resolution? It is when Congress can't get together and actually do a budget. They just say, well, we'll just go with the last budget and keep that going. So what they've been doing for more than a decade. Yes, correct. Ah, yes, yeah. Okay, so is, I, I like that. That is the true definition of kicking the can, can down, down the road. The road. Yes, yep. it is. You know, well, we can't we can't all agree. So God knows we shouldn't do the hard work. Let's just move it forward. So he's, okay. he's promised not to do that. Now, he's they are up against a timeline because coming up next month is when everything expires and they have to have a budget. It would be so nice for our government to actually have a budget. Yes. That would be phenomenal. Yes. Uh, yeah. It would be good. Yes. Uh, what are <laughs> yes. some other things on well, his agenda? Uh, let me say this. A budget that works. Oh, well. You, you can see. have a budget, you know, you could go over budget. Yeah, but I mean, this whole kicking yeah. the can down the road thing does Correct. need to stop. Yeah. It needs to stop. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? One of the really nice things that I saw was that, you know, Biden went on TV this past week, I think it was, and in his feeble-minded self, uh, talked that we needed $100 billion right now that we have to give to Ukraine and Israel. And it has to be combined, and that's it, and just do it and send us the money or send them the money. Uh, no. Uh, Mike Johnson has said there will be, they will be individual bills. So this open checkbook that we've had for Ukraine, I'm hoping that they start tightening up on that. Uh, because, I agree. Yeah, we're just spending, you know, money we don't have you know, you know how i feel we need to take care of our own country our yeah. own borders before we take care of ukraine and israel yeah and, and you know israel's obviously in a difficult situation we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show yep but um yeah separate the two make people vote on different uh, I agree with that. Bills. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's quit trying to jam everything into. It seems actually into, almost too logical. <laughs> I know. And that's what gets you in trouble. You know, you can't be logical with the government. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, what uh, really I, I liked a lot about him is he said, we are going full forward, uh, full steam ahead on the Biden impeachment inquiry. You know, with everything that's been going on in the world, with shootings, with wars and everything else. Uh, this was kind of getting lost. And I'm, I'm sure the Biden administration was thrilled with all this other stuff that's happening. 
That's uh, true. It did yeah. distract. From oh, all yeah. That. It took, it did, took everybody's sure. eye off the ball because before all this happened, you know, everybody was talking about, oh, my gosh, A, is he too old? But, you know, B, is he corrupt? What is yeah? Yes. Where's all this money coming from? But uh, but but Mike Johnson has said, no, we are going forward with this. There are way too many questions that need to be answered. And uh, yeah, I, I would not be surprised to see a full impeachment inquiry. Okay, well, yeah. so our congratulations to Representative Mike Johnson. We're going to tag you in a social media post and we'll see what happens. And we hope you stick to your agenda. Yeah, so far, so good. If you don't, we'll turn on you. Yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah we know. will not turn. Oh, we yeah. will call your ass yeah. out. Yeah, there's yeah. a difference. There's, and we'll that's the difference out. between, yeah. I don't want to say Republicans, or conservatives and Democrats is we're not just going to back somebody just to back them. Okay, that's a whole nother I, show. Yeah, so that Truly, that's another. That yes, okay. Uh, so what you mentioned the Democrats. Sure. Let's, Something really interesting is going on in Democratic, Democratic politics. Yeah, okay, let's we? do it. You interrupted me, by the I'm way. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, that could get you canceled for interrupting a woman. Was that a microaggression <laughs> or is that a macroaggression? Uh, we'll discuss it later. Okay. You'll make it up to me. You will. He will. All right. So, uh, so what's Wait, going on? Democratic are you allowed politics? to interrupt me? Yes. Okay. Of course. Okay. So, of course. I the I am. Girls here. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, another huge, huge announcement. Uh, Dean Phillips has announced that he is running for the Democratic nomination for president. And I will pause for just a minute to let all the applause die down. Okay. I and feel like such a moron because once again, I'm who? Who? Dean Who? Phillips. Who is he? Never heard of him. <laughs> you had to look him up too. <laughs> no, nobody's ever heard of him. Yeah, I don't even think the people in Minnesota have heard of him. Is that where he's from? He's from Minnesota. He's one of one of the suburbs of Minneapolis. Okay. Um, and and you know he actually, I give him credit. He had the balls to say, "I'm younger." <laughs> he's fifty-four years okay, old. Okay, he can't so. run on that platform. Well, though. <laughs> but the fact that he's calling out—yes, that's it, true. He's making everybody aware that that an eighty-year-old senile person in in the White House is probably not a good idea. However, he did say to preface everything before he stuck the knife in was Joe Biden has done a tremendous job, an amazing job. But, however, I'm younger. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So he is. Uh, uh, has basically no shot, but, but it makes you think. And the reason I wanted to talk about this was what's going on behind the scenes, right? What, what's, where's the first primary this year for the Democrats? Is it Iowa? Uh, no, they, they decided to, to push Iowa and New Hampshire off the map. Oh, and they went with South, South Carolina. Carolina because yes. they think Biden will do well there. They'll get Biden will get the black vote in South Carolina. Um, a guy from Minnesota, Probably not going to do too well. Was that your Minnesota impression? It was my Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But back in the day, a uh, little history lesson here. Uh, gosh, who was it? LBJ. Yes. Linda Banks Johnson. Uh, when he got a uh, an opponent in the primary uh, in 1960. Oh, I remember reading about this yeah. in the Senate for the Senate. Yeah, for, we, no, this, this is when he was president. And... Um, Oh, gosh. Now you made me forget. It's another guy from Minnesota, okay. a senator from Minnesota, um, Eugene McCarthy, mm -hmm. challenged him and actually won 40% of the vote in New Hampshire caucus. And 30 days later, that's when LBJ said, I will not 
accept the nomination for, you know, he's dropping out. So. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. I thought yeah. he didn't want to because of the Vietnam War. I thought he was reluctant to well, run again. When when you lose 40 percent of the vote in New Hampshire, that that doesn't help. Wow. OK. Kind of makes it. A, a All right. So I'm going to bring us so, back to where we are today. Okay. All right. So let's bring us back to uh, this. Uh, I've got I've already forgotten his name. Uh, Dean Phillips, Representative yes. Dean Phillips. OK. Mm -hmm. So he's younger. He's willing to go up against the Democratic machine. Um, yeah, that's that just set off bells and whistles, right? You know, nobody just decides to jump into the race on the Democrat side without first getting a wink and a nod, especially right? from the House. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah, let's yeah, be honest. yeah, yeah. You, usually you don't go straight from the House to the presidency, uh, but but everybody sort of knows or expects or is talking about. Gavin Newsom. And in fact, mm -hmm. he has a debate against Ron DeSantis yeah. at the end of November. In fact, this, uh, Gavin Newsom was in China this past week, oh, uh, forging partnerships there, uh, you know, ostensibly for California. But uh, everybody knows what he was doing there, trying to up his credentials for being a uh, foreign. Uh, well, yeah, he doesn't have foreign policy foreign experience. Policy experience so, did, right. so if you travel to China, you can get foreign policy experience immediately. Correct. Like that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, you know, he wants it so bad. Oh yeah. And so bad. You know, I, I understand the strategy, right? Biden is so old. His poll numbers are abysmal. Yes, they are. Yes. I, I remember looking at the poll numbers and I think was it from Real Clear Politics? I don't remember. It was a couple different polls combined. But his numbers at this time in his presidency are lower than President Trump, than Obama, than Bush W. Um, I mean, the the he's not quite as low as uh, President Jimmy Carter, but he's almost there. Yeah, I think they're neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's bad. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with those numbers... It makes you wonder, you know, why, why more people haven't officially come forward. And I think that's because of Barack Obama. Okay, I, do explain. Well, who is running, who is really running what we have now? And, and it is the Obama people that are in there. Right, you know, that's right. They are embedded in high positions everywhere in the government. We know Obama is still pulling the strings. So that's why my, my antenna goes up when everybody starts pushing Gavin Newsom, because Obama... If he still wants to control things behind the scenes, it's got to be somebody he can control. There's no way he can control Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom's ego's bigger than Obama's, <laughs> which is saying something. Not quite Trumpian, but it's it's up there. And I just can't see unless they work out some sort of backroom deal. I can see that happening. Yeah. I, I could. I yeah. could. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean... <sighs> Biden is, he's too old, mm -hmm. he's too frail, and his policies suck. That's the other bottom line. They just suck. Like, they, I don't think, what is, who said it, are you better off today Reagan. than you were four years ago? Yeah, was uh, it Reagan? Ronald uh, Reagan, yes. Yeah, so yes. I, I think, you know, every Republican candidate needs to say that. Are you better off? I mean, look at gas prices, look at food prices. I mean, was it wasn't it during the Clinton years when someone said it's the economy stupid? Yeah, yeah. James Carville. There yes. you go. Yes, All uh, right. Against George. And H. even James Carville has said expressed his concern about yep. Biden on Bill Maher's Club Random podcast. Highly recommend. 
he was very honest. He's concerned. Yeah, everybody sees it. This is the absolute classic definition or, or example of, is it the king has no clothes? Emperor. Emperor has no clothes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody sees Biden is out of it, right? He just has no clue. And he can't do the job. He spends more time on vacation than anything. Yeah. Than anybody ever in this. You know, you fight your entire career, 50 years to become president, and then you're taking 40% of your time off. I do have a and, random question about Newsom. Okay. Um, is you're, he married? Well, you're the California guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I forget to who. After after Kimberly Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle. Yeah, I knew that was his first wife. Right, yes. right. <laughs> Could be some interesting stories there, right? Yes. But since now she's now married to Donald Trump Jr. Did they actually get married? I believe they did. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So interesting. Now they're shacking up. But <laughs> yeah, got to be some interesting bedtime talk there. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> are, are you ready to comment on what has been the news of, of the last three weeks? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know. Israel, Hamas, all that, you know, what I wanted to say uh, it, for me is, is personal. Um, I, it, in my background, I was actually raised, spent most of my life in South Florida, uh, over 50 years. And South Florida in the Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale area is the third highest concentration of Jews in the world. In the world? Yeah, it's Israel, New York, South, South Florida. Florida. Yeah, Interesting. It okay. is huge. In fact, the uh, funny story is. Oh, this is a good story. Is, is my oldest son, who at the time was in, I think, like middle school, and he was learning math and learning percentages. And so I was quizzing him on different things just to see if he really was understanding. And I said, okay, Alex, what do you think, based on what you see here, is the percentage of Jewish people in the world? And he said, um, 30%. I, I thought he said 50%. No, I think it was like 30 to 40%, yeah. if I recall. And which that, was probably true well, of well, South Florida. Yeah. So basically, that tells you where I am from. It was a huge Jewish population. Great. You know, obviously, I spent many, so many Jewish friends, spent so many satyrs and whatnot celebrating all that kind of good stuff. But I was wrong. Um, and I'm not afraid to admit that I was wrong when being around so many Jewish people for so long a time. You hear the persecution stories and, you know, I would do the internal eye roll, right? Like, oh boy, really? We're going back to the Holocaust now again, you know, understand obviously horrible, but that was 60, 70 years ago. Are we still, you know, going back 2000 years on the persecution of the Jews? So, so when people were, when your Jewish friends were talking about this, you were doubtful is what you're saying. I wasn't doubtful. I was just. I don't want to say, you know, God, get over it, but it was a while ago. I'm not seeing that stuff now. Okay. You know, I don't see and, people and, being persecuted all the time. So I want to make it really clear. You yeah. were not a Holocaust denier. Oh, no, no, no. You were no. just saying, let's move no, on. Gosh, no. we, of, let's look forward. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, a lot of religions always look into the past and whatnot. I get that. But I was wrong. I was completely wrong. And in, in terms of what? That. In terms of what we are seeing now in so we still live in a world with oh anti-semitism yeah. you know i knew obviously in the middle east you know when you've got hamas and the palestinians where their charter actually says the jews must be eliminated you know that that's something big but to see it here in the united states coming out the way it has yeah oh my word it is disgusting well i'm, I'm glad you brought that up um before i comment 
sorry to our uh, audio people, <laughs> our audio podcast listeners. No, 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 don't worry about it. Uh, my earpiece just dropped out. It's gone. Oh, well, it happened. So um, I'm glad you brought up Hamas because uh, I believe it was Alan Dershowitz was on Megan Kelly's show. And he was so clear that these anti these anti-Israeli protests on campus. Um, there's a difference between being pro-Palestine and being pro-Hamas. And I thought that was such a great distinction because I agree. We believe in free speech. I believe you should be able to protest on campus. I don't have a problem with that. But there is a big difference between being pro-Palestine and then saying that, you know, from the river to the sea, mm-hmm. um, and that's saying you want to wipe Israel off the map. You want to eliminate all Jews. That's not pro-Palestine. That's pro-Hamas. That's pro-terrorism. That is a completely different thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to see just the amount of hatred that yeah. comes out in these college people, these college, I hate to say kids because most of them are legally adults. And to see it through the, you know, the, the instructors, the professors, the, you know, every, the administration and the weak, weak response that these presidents of these universities have had. And I, one thing that's making me very happy is a lot of these Jewish donors now to these, to the Harvards, to the, every, to all the Ivy leagues are saying, saying, F you, we see what you're really like. You're not getting my money. Yeah. Now, Now, mind you, they do have what, $25, $40 billion in reserves? Uh, not all <laughs> of them, endowment. though. No, no not, not no, all of them. But uh, yeah, you're not going to hurt some of the big ones right away. But it, it sends a message. Just, and, it well, it just good, shows. Yeah. And, you know, back to my original point is I was wrong. There is that the anti-Semitism is off the charts at these places when kids are, you know, getting locked in libraries for their safety and people are trying to bang down the doors. These videos that you're seeing out online, it is it's insane. Yeah. And since you shared a personal story, I will as well. My college roommate and really good friend for a long time, Anna is Jewish. And I I went to every Passover at her home. Her first son is my godson, Jonah, who's now in college or maybe even out of college now. And I didn't really understand it either. I, I, I didn't. Um, but I will say she told me the most interesting story. Her family immigrated to the U.S. when she was 13. She didn't speak a word of English. And it wasn't until they were in the U.S. that her parents sat her and her brother down. I believe he was nine and told them that they were Jewish <laughs> wow. because in Hungary and this would have been in the 70s and 80s, they pretended like they were Christian. They were so worried about the backlash and violence against them during that time. You have to think we're talking Cold War, that they didn't raise their children Jewish until they moved to the United States. And that's why, as far as I know, to this day, she celebrates um, both Hanukkah and Christmas because she grew up with Christmas until the age of 13. And I, you know, again, I didn't fully understand it. And one more thing about the protest on campus, I want to say, all for free speech, all for protest. That's one of the rights that we have in the U.S., you know, um, the, the right to assemble, right? Mm-hmm. Peaceful protest, not violent protest. And I'm not even going to go into the definition because I know it's been warped, okay? But peaceful protest, um, 
I'll yeah. stop there. But you, you know, those peaceful protests, <clears throat> air quotes, the, the people that are doing them are the same groups that were out in 2020, the Black Lives Matter, the every... But that's my point. Those weren't peaceful. Right. They no, I, exactly. So that's where we're going. Unfortunately, it, it could be. And it, we certainly don't want to see that. So, yeah. Gosh, heavy. It's been like a heavy couple it, of weeks. It is. And it's so difficult to watch that, you know, day in and day out. Yeah. And, uh, well, then I think this is the perfect time to lighten things up okay. with This Week and Woke. Oh, okay. I'm going to actually increase my IQ 20 points by putting on my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I just want to add for the record that our, that our cat is on my lap and my entire leg's asleep. Okay. So yeah, that's how dedicated I am that I am not like jumping All up right. and down right now. Well, the weekend woke this week is yes. the Oregon State Board of Education okay. decided to remove the requirement to show proof of mastery in reading, writing, and math through a standardized test in order to graduate from high school until 2029. So meeting those standards was deemed a harmful hurdle for students of color, disabled students, or those learning English as a second language. The standardized test will still be given, but will not play a role in determining whether students receive their diplomas. Okay, can we just <laughs> insert the like face plant emoji? What yeah, this the is, fuck? This is, you know, the great orator, uh, George W. Bush, Okay, he really wasn't a great order. Oh, was I supposed to interject no. there? Oh, okay. No, but that's my pause of everybody going, he sucked as a speaker. Yes, okay. Uh, actually had one of the greatest lines in, in that. It was the, written for him, but still written, good line. But delivered, delivered well. And it's the soft bigotry of low, low expectations. expectations. I agree. This is the poster child for that. that when, when were these standards uh, paused? COVID. Oh, okay, 2020, COVID. Okay. You know, God forbid people actually can't learn if they're not in a setting. Now, I understand learning probably did go down, but it went down for everyone. You know? Yes, because children can't typically learn over Zoom. I no, mean, come on. No, but uh, yeah, so we're going from 2020 to 2029. We're going an entire decade of children. Now, think if you're an employer out there and you see somebody graduated from a Oregon high school in between the years 2020 and 2029, you're going to be like, it's going to be like the lost generation. Yeah, you it can really work is. in the mailroom. The COVID maybe. kids. Yeah. Yeah, that is, you know, part of me, um, if we if we had a producer in our ear, I would say, like, I would love to know, I think it's somewhat ironic that the Oregon uh, State Board of Education did this, because I would love to know how many minorities actually live in the state of Oregon, because not many. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I it's just, should have looked that it's up, not a very yeah. diverse state. Yeah, in that but, respect. but still, what's the message you're sending to those children that you're calling out that I agree, you're a person of color. So you probably can't pass anything. It's terrible. So, it's yeah. terrible. And as a former right. teacher, I always felt like that most students were capable of rising to the level of expectation, which is why when I was a teacher, my expectations were extremely high. And did every student get there? No, but they sure tried hard. They sure wanted to, and they did their best. And it was incredible to see students go from being F students to at least being a C student because they started putting the effort and they started to realize that was an expectation. I think, I think that's true as a parent too. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can have high expectations for your children and they'll do their best to rise to them. But if you have low expectations, there's, 
Oh, they'll, they'll meet them. They'll meet them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that, you know, I mean, and not rise above that. So, yeah. this, oh. this is what I call the mindset of 2020, the LCD. What's that? Lowest common denominator. Oh, right. Okay. You know, let's go to math, which they won't understand because they don't have to be proficient in math. By the way, it, it, it's great because they're saying that we're still going to give the tests, but we're not going to use the test results for you to graduate. Well, it turns out last year, only two thirds of the people actually took, you don't even have to take it if you don't want to. So in a couple of years. So the test is optional? Yeah. In a couple of years, and then you, they're not matter. even going to take the test. Yeah. You're going to get like 10% of the people that actually oh want to take a test, you know, to do it. And uh, yeah, but we are lowering the standards to the lowest common denominator. That is not good for the United States of America. It is not. I, I totally agree. All right. Uh, that was not a very uplifting this week in Woke. Well, we got a new speaker. Yeah. No, I meant the segment just oh. now. It wasn't very uplifting. Well, yeah, there's not a lot you can you can really pull out of that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. is that it for us? We are done. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today. And please follow us on all social media platforms. We are live most Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, we had a, a little blip last Sunday. We, but did. we actually made an episode. We did. We did a great episode. However, we, we should have actually put it out with the disclaimer that it is only for the hearing impaired. So if you're a lip reader, <laughs> you could have watched the episode. Yes, we're going to redo it. We're so sorry. So what, yeah, we, we filmed it. The sound was just off. The sound so, was off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast available wherever you're listening right now. And soon we are going to have a locals community that you can join, support, and get behind the scenes footage and learn more and follow us everything on our website at myfavoriteconservative.show. That's myfavoriteconservative.show. And we will see you next week. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye-bye.